0: Becca, do you want a clean that matches your vibe? Sure. Are you tired of meh smelling cleaning products? Totally. Well, then clean confidently with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. Its powerful, clean, and refreshing scents transform every room in your home into a coastal getaway. Because it smells
1: like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like inspiration.
0: Get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents.
2: Can I rant for a sec? Please. Scrubbing In with Becca Tilly and Tanya Rad, an iHeartRadio and two-time People's Choice Award-winning podcast.
1: Hello, everybody. We're
0: scrubbing in. That is the sound of a spring-sprung, chickadee, <laughs> healthy Becca Tilly sitting next to me.
1: Yes, I am feeling so much better than the last time. We recorded a podcast, which we weren't together, um, and which I didn't like,
0: I'm just going to say it from now on. I don't like being apart. Yeah. Well, yeah, I didn't like it either, but you know, we did. what to. No, I know. To do. I know. Of course, safety first. I'm just saying, remember when you had this like idea to move to Nashville? Okay. That was simply a thought, right? I'm just saying, let's, I know you just bought a house, so you're not going to, but yeah, uh, in, in moments where you have those ideas, let's uh-huh. just remember these times.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's much better. Yeah.
0: Um, Before we get
1: into today's podcast, I did want to address last week's podcast because I, so we recorded that on a Friday and then it came out on a Monday. And when it came out, I had a lot of people, I had a lot of um, messages and comments about how I handled the conversation. And I just wanted to apologize because I feel like at first I was reading the comments and messages and I felt a little bit defensive, like what is going on? And I listened back and I totally understood where everyone's frustration came from because I talked about COVID and my poor, like, irresponsible decision to not wear a mask, knowing I wasn't vaccinated and choosing not to wear a mask to something where there was like a ton of people. Um, And I was very casual about that conversation and how I spoke about it. So I just wanted to say, I'm sorry because it's a very serious thing that's happening and there are people who have lost loved ones and really struggled with it. And I think I was totally ignorant to the fact that just because my experience hadn't been this like horrible thing, you know, as far as like what my body went through, it kind of, um, I think it was a very disrespectful way of how I talked about it for people who have had a very hard time with it and just, in general what COVID has been like for so many people so i wanted to say sorry i've had a lot of i had a really um eye-opening emotional. And, yeah a very emotional week um mm.
4: and i had a lot of hard conversations with not only people like in my life that i care about but a lot of people you know through the scrubbing and community community and um I'm sorry. I've dealt with a lot of guilt and regret and wish I could go back and do things differently, but you know, now it's kind of about moving forward and doing it better. And um so I wanted to say that I'm sorry for how I handled it because I was telling one person like there's always going to be topics where I could handle it better and say it better and do it better, but um that's part of this job, you know, is like having a platform and doing it responsibly. And sometimes I'm, I just want to
0: like, I wanted to also to, to tell you, like, I don't want to, i not saying come to your defense in any way, but like you also, the way that you talk, sometimes you just are very like laid back and chill. And so I think that that also, yeah, comes across you know and like you were also sick so you were even more laid back and chill than you usually are so mm-hmm. it may have come across in a certain way that I don't think that you intended it to and as your best friend like you know I know you weren't yes it was irresponsible to go to a a, a venue with a lot of people without a mask on yeah you it's not like you didn't take this pandemic seriously you know like you did you did take it seriously and that was yeah. one Time where you where you just kind of and 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 to be fair like I think at that point I know I even I was vaccinated and I felt like I had superhuman powers because the numbers were going down and everything felt like it was opening up and we were all a little looser with stuff and so I you know like I I know you had such a hard week and like it killed me to see you that way and it crushed me and like I just know you know like you do take things respond like I don't know I just I just I know you're taking it very hard and you're being hard on yourself and we love you. And I don't think it has any reflection of just, I don't, nobody thinks you're a bad person. You made a mistake and it's okay. You're going to fix it.
1: Right. Yeah. So I just wanted to address that and say, um, just kind of acknowledge people and their comments and I hear you. I heard you. And, um, yeah, so I, you know, sometimes you lead with example and sometimes you are the example. And in this case, I was an example of what not to do. And, um, you know, sometimes this platform that we have is, there's a lot of pressure and I think it's, you know, listening to people and taking accountability and responsibility is, you know, kind of where you grow so you know there were some comments that I just it really made me think and reflect and I'm thankful for the people who approached it in a way that we were able to have a conversation with each other um and so yeah I just wanted to talk about that before we talked about you know everything else that we have today
0: (laughs) Sorry. Um, okay. I, <laughs> I, I, know. I know, but I just, you know, I know you were going through a lot and you know, it's a lot. And I think that there's a lot of, you know, um, heat on both ends of it. Mm-hmm. And it's really weird because I get it from both ends. Like I have the people who, you know, I've gotten really nasty messages in my DMS like, Oh, why are you doing this? And you're not even vaccinated and da da da. And I'm like, first of all, I am vaccinated. Mm -hmm. You just don't know that. Mm -hmm. And how dare you like come at me in such a nasty way Mm -hmm. when you don't even know, you know? And so I don't know. I just think everybody is just heated in, in Mm -hmm. all aspects. And I understand it's like, we're going through a pandemic and, and it's been really rough. And I think everybody's just, um,
1: yeah, everyone's scared and frustrated. And I think we've kind of forgotten how to, be able to have conversations with each other. Like everyone just gets so angry and everyone has the right, I mean, whatever you're feeling right now is totally valid, but um, yeah, I just hope that I think there's a um, way that you can reach people and help, you know, if we could just hear each other and sometimes listen, I think that's a big part of it. So um, anyways, I'm feeling better. I'm really grateful like I had a very like I'm hearing other people's experiences like people in my life and hearing the things that they're still struggling with like I got really really lucky I can't taste or smell and that's the only thing that I'm still is still like lingering but um I'll take that over I'm still eating so much it's the weirdest thing I'm I haven't slowed down on my unhealthy food intake I'll tell you that much um so anyways I what happened for oh, you we this love, week no, <laughs>
0: like we love you and um I just love you that's all I love you too I felt so bad because when all this was going down I was like I was off I was on vacation last week and so I just kind of was I really I've been trying to put my phone down more and just kind of be um and so when Becca wrote me and was like really going through it, I felt bad because I, I hadn't seen any of these comments, you know, and I was like, it's OK, it's OK, like, you know, trying to give my Tanya talk. And then it, like a couple of days on by and I started seeing everything and I was just like, oh, man, yeah, this would this would really sting. And yeah, so.
1: I stopped. I mean, I, I some I saw I saw them initially, like the first couple of days after the podcast came out and read a bunch of them. And then I kind of just I had to. Basically, stop looking at everything because it was all kind of a repetitive, you know, it was a repetitive sentiment of how people felt and which was they were disappointed. There was, I, it was kind of the same comment, um, just from different people and said in different ways, but I just had to stop, you know, I didn't feel like I was making myself, I was, I ended up, it got very, I was very, um, like unforgiving.
0: Towards myself. Yeah. We all make mistakes. It's okay. But we're back and we have fun on this podcast. Yeah. That's what we're here for to have fun and laugh and have girl talk.
3: I mean, Tanya and I went on vacation together
4: last week. You we
3: probably <laughs> mentioned that at some point.
4: Yeah. I heard you. Know, I mean, it was the most random run in, most <laughs> random. Freaking
0: running ever. I do want to talk about that. And then I also want to tell you about my dinner date with Nancy Spielberg because it was mm. like a full circle moment and it was just like so epic.
1: Oh yeah. That was I that was a really cool story. Yeah. I was and it just like,
0: like it was like it, there's like a beginning, middle, and end, and it really just came together in a really beautiful way. Yeah. So um, but last week I took off and so I went for the first time I went on vacation with my boy with Red Star and his like entire family. So it was you know his parents his family his brother's family and then like because his brother was turning 40
4: Mm
0: -hmm. um and so uh I don't know exactly I like that when it's so funny when I'm on vacation I don't know days like I don't know dates I don't know what day of the week it is I have like no idea like Mm -hmm. no concept of anything which is actually pretty cool I've never really been like that before (laughs) I've been so like dialed in Um, and so the first day, I think it was the first day we get there and we walk to the pool and there's like a family pool and like an adult pool. So we go to the family pool and I'm there all day. So like we're there from probably like 2 p.m. And we started, we left the pool at like six. So I'm there for like solid four hours and it's the size of a pool. So it's not that big, right? Mm -hmm. I'm walking out. Who do I see flip flopping around in the pool with his kids? None other than... Our very own Mark.
3: Right. So here's my perspective on it. I'm in the pool with my kids and my wife, and, we, and they have these giant beach balls there that are like massive. I don't even know how to describe them, but they're huge. And we're playing the game where you try to keep the, the beach ball in the air as many times as you can as you bat it back and forth between each other. And as we're doing this and get and counting and getting to a very high number, I hear, Mark. And I'm like, nope, that cannot be for me. I'm just going to keep playing the game because there's no way that person is talking to me. And then it's closer. Mark. And I look up and there's Tanya red And it's all weird because it's worlds colliding. Yeah. Like I wouldn't imagine her being here. But also this is the kids pool. This is the family pool. Why is Tanya at the family pool when there's an adult pool that <laughs> any reasonable adult will go to? Because there's screaming kids in this pool all day long. All day long. And there she is. And sure enough, their kids there too. And the whole family and everybody's there.
0: Yeah. But this is the best part. And so earlier, maybe like Let's see, I was leaving at the pool at six. So earlier by the pool, it was like four o'clock. I see our old boss from the morning show there (laughs) with her kids. And so I was like, what? I see her. I say, hi. I introduce, you know, my boyfriend, his family. And I was like, oh my gosh, like we used to work together five years ago on the morning show. This is so crazy, blah, blah. blah. So anyways, she goes back with her family. I'm like chit-chatting with mine. And then we're like leaving. And then we see Mark and Robbie just literally goes. You're kidding, because we had already seen somebody else, yeah. you know, and so she was like, "No way, Mark is here." and it was just so weird, and also that the hotel is is it's very um quaint, like mm-hmm. there's not much there's not many places to go, so you're going right. to run into people. <laughs> All the time, and so like we were walking back to our room the next night after dinner, we ran into Mark and his family. (laughs) We went to go get ice cream the following night. We ran into Mark and his family. We took a nice little photo. Well, there was a
3: nice, yeah, that was nice, and there was also the nice moment where you and 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 Red Star and my daughters were playing the keep the ball in the air game in the pool. That was pretty cool.
0: Oh yeah, so then we were in the we were like in the pool, and I saw that they were playing with each other, just the two of them. And so I was like, come on, let's like play with these. These are Mark's girls um and so we were playing keep the ball near we got to like 100 something oh wow impressive Uh, Hundred exactly oh yeah (laughs) we could have gone further but we got to 100 and we were like feeling good and so we just like chilled but like what are the odds i know well
1: that is i was gonna say so neither of you knew that you were going to ohio on.
3: no and it was like our third choice like we tried two weekends and they were all sold out so we had to kind of settle for checking in on a sunday and leaving on a wednesday and so we, we hadn't no, we had no idea she was going to be there or that we were going to be there.
0: Right. But it makes sense because we are kind of off at the same time of the year in terms That's of the morning show. Like, we yeah. have the same weeks that we can take off. So it's not that big of a shock in terms of timing. But, like, the hotel is just so random, like it was so random i couldn't get over it so we see mark we say hi And you i think you met every you met red star you met I the kids you met yeah. his parents yep uh and so we say goodbye we go to, the, to back to the rooms like shower and get ready for dinner and he comes back into my room and he goes i cannot believe mark's here
4: it's <laughs> <I was laughs> like i know it's so crazy
1: <laughs> he was getting the red star updates yeah. he was like what can I see over here? What's happening with Red Star and Tanya? It's so
0: wild. Did you not think that was the wildest thing? Yeah,
3: it's pretty wild, absolutely. And that other people we knew were there—it was all very weird.
0: It was <laughs> very weird, but so cute.
3: Yeah, it's beyond <laughs>
0: very, very cute, very on brand. I felt yeah. like, yeah, it was no, cute. my
3: kids are big fans
0: uh-huh. of your
3: of yours. Yeah,
0: I'm big fans of theirs.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and y'all bonded over the ball bopping. Game the ball up and yeah yeah
0: yeah and Red Star's youngest like is still too young to play but he was like keeping trying to like keep score for us it was cute mm. yeah just a lot of family bonding it was a lot of it let me tell you something for people who um are used to being at the adult pool <laughs> the kid pool is like a whole nother world like I've never experienced anything like it I don't think I
1: been to a kid pool in a minute
0: i never realized there were kid pools well like separate ones at hotels (laughs) i
1: mean that is kind of a luxury like if you go somewhere where Where there's an adult pool and a family pool it's kind of like a that's a luxury experience so yeah
0: and i think whenever i've gone with my niece and my nephew we go to i don't know the I have no idea I, because I, I've gone to the pools with my niece and my nephew before, but I, I don't know if this one was just totally different, but it was like wild. I sometimes floaties I mean, everywhere, mm-hmm,
4: mm-hmm.
0: like all of uh, the uh, things that you can jump through, water guns. It was like wild. I sometimes I mean, if the if the like other pool of the family
1: pool or whatever kid pool is better, I stay there like I'm not really that. I don't think I'm that affected by like loud kids or anything.
0: I'm not affected by either, but I don't know. I think it was also very. I think that the hotel is probably very packed. Oh,
4: so it was
3: yeah, perhaps. But peak. yeah, there were a lot of screaming kids. I mean, my kids lot. aren't screamers, but there were a lot of screaming kids there. Yeah. And the other thing is, other kids tend to join. Like, and I don't, I don't mind that. I kind of like that. Although I did get bit one year by a little girl whose last name was like, I remember her name was like Hamburger or Burger. I forget because it was written all over the, the floaties that they brought. But anyway, oh. she bit me. They were playing some sort of game and she thought she would pretend to be a dog. I forget exactly. So you're, you're liable to get bit. But um, we did have some kids join us this year. Thomas and Alessia joined us for the ball bopping game. And that was really nice. They were great kids. And <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean yeah. it's kind of fun. But yeah. I do see the appeal of the adult only pool.
0: But what's so funny is I thought all those floaties and stuff were just communal. I thought they were just like in the pool. And and, uh, so I went to go grab one of them to like play with or whatever. And this kid was like, that's mine. And like yanked it from me. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I had no idea. Like I felt so bad. (laughs) There's something scary about little
1: kids when they're territorial about their toys and stuff. And she
0: was ticked that I took it. I was like, I'm so sorry. Would you like a water gun that I brought? Like uh.
1: I was um, at my sister's and her girlfriend's in Newport. And we were playing, which... This is embarrassing, but we were playing Flip Cup, which I haven't played. Like, I oh, didn't that's been really that game's play. so fun. It's so fun. But like, you know, those are very much like college, that type of time of your life games. Yeah. But um, we were outside and we, there was like one team was making a comeback. And so we all celebrated so loud. And then... I couldn't see where my sister was, but she stopped playing in the middle of this like really intense game. And we were like, What are you doing? Like screaming at her. And I didn't realize that the neighbor had come over to tell her like she was going to call the cops if it, if it, if we didn't clean up and go inside. And I was so like, I was like, I got to go home. Like my night is done. Like being, getting in trouble by <laughs>
0: an older person is still so scary to me yeah. getting in trouble by a younger one is scarier let me tell you no I oh, don't know no, I don't not know. like a, an old angry lady <laughs> who is ready to call the cops
1: on you is a, a very intimidating
0: it is very moment intimidating. no matter how
1: old you are and so then my sister she was like I feel so bad I feel like I need to send her like some cookies or something tomorrow and I'm like you and know, we were just getting hyped over flip cup it's it's okay <laughs> She lives in a very, like, loud place. It's Friday night, you know. But if you want to send her cookies, sure.
0: That's nice. Yeah. I would have probably done that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you, you would. Yeah. So anyways, felt refreshed. It was a nice, it was a nice trip. What's next? I
1: feel like you're just, like,
0: just jet-setting. Yeah. yeah. No, this is like a jaunt away from L.A. I think it's like, how long of a drive is it? An hour and a half? Two well, hours? From
3: us. For here. it's only about 45 minutes. So, yeah, yeah,
0: it was easy. Such an easy little...
3: Tell <laughs> you we have time for your Nancy Spielberg dinner before our, our guests arrive. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah.
0: Okay, so... This is the cutest thing because I posted this picture of me, Red Star, Nancy Spielberg, and I got a couple scrubbers that messaged me and were like, I'm binging the podcast from the beginning. And I'm just now hearing this story of the woman you ran into in the air. I was like, how funny. Oh, that's cool. So anyways, I, I was flying back from New York right before the pandemic hit. It was after the Harry Styles um, oh, yeah. I music release party. And uh, I sat next to this woman on my flight and she ended up being Jewish. And uh, I was telling her, Oh my God, I just started dating this Jewish guy. We just became official. So I was telling her all about him. She was telling me about her faith and her religion and how, you know, all of these things telling me about her brother and how he ended up marrying this like Christian woman da. da, da. cut to, we end up talking the whole flight, six hours, right? We land. And she's like, you're so cute. I want to send you something like what's your Instagram. Let me friend you, whatever. So we start following each other. And her name is Nancy Spielberg. And I was like, you related to Steven Spielberg? And she's yeah. like, yeah, that's my brother. I was like, this is way too funny. <laughs> so she ends up sending me this uh, newish Jewish encyclopedia, which I now, I used it a lot of like the beginning of Red Star and I, when we started dating, because it has all the traditions and kind of just the fundamentals of the Jewish faith in there. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of kept in touch through Instagram and um, her mom uh owned like a, kosher deli here in LA. And so she took it over when her mom passed away. And so Nancy reached out to me and she's like, is this the guy that we talked about on the flight? I'd love for you guys to come to the, you know, to the restaurants called the Milky Way and have dinner with me. And so uh, we ended up going and the three of us had like a beautiful dinner and she was a riot. They made this real, the, the mother passed away. So Steven made this beautiful film, like in the walkway of old videos of his mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like all of his movie posters are like in this hallway in there and it, yeah, it's just it's really cute and apparently it's like a kosher Jewish staple in LA because people were hitting me up saying they go there all the time. And um so she was just like really excited to meet him. She loved him. She called him a mensch which is a term of endearment. Um I had to look it up. <laughs> But they had such a good time. And the Jewish. Yeah. yeah. Um, we had two bottles of wine and just really had such a great time. And it just felt like one of those like full circle moments of life. I mean, it is.
1: It's like, how many people do you meet like in life when you're traveling, how often are you having those conversations with people that you're like, okay, I'll never see this person again? You right. know, like that was a really good conversation or you know, whatever. I hope I never see them again. But how often do you actually see
0: them again in an intentional
1: way? Yeah. And Rare. I was like
0: laughing so hard because she was telling me all about her brother and his relationship with a Christian woman. Or I don't know if she was Christian or Catholic, but not Jewish, you yeah. know. And uh, the fact that her brother Steven Spielberg is just so funny. Like, it's just so Oh, good. that's who
1: she was talking about when she was talking about her brother? Yeah,
0: uh- <laughs> I like was listening to all these stories. And then it finally came. I was just like, this is way too good who you
1: know is Jessica Capshaw's mom
0: <laughs> I didn't know that oh until uh we were at dinner and I said Jessica Capshaw is your niece you know my podcast is all about Grey's <laughs> Anatomy and she was like no I didn't know so I was like showing her all about our <laughs> podcast and stuff oh but wow. I guess so she is um the daughter of Steven Spielberg's wife now but this jessica capshaw was her daughter before she married steven spielberg so it's kind of like his stepdaughter yeah it's his stepdaughter yeah. yeah oh you knew that yeah yeah, yeah. oh well versed and in, in the spielberg things, the trilogy, just, yeah. family tree
1: well and then yeah because then i was um i like i'm like social media friends with his daughter his youngest daughter destry
0: steven spielberg yeah Tell him that I'm friends with his sister. I know I'm going
1: to I'm going (laughs) to connect all these dots and we'll see what we can do with that.
0: Probably nothing but just say like, isn't that crazy? All the I just love because she was telling me because they obviously they, you know, uh, there was divorce and there's kids involved and then the Jewish and the Chris. So it all kind of was helpful for me in my journey. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was just too good. The food was fantastic. So if you live in L.A., the Milky Way.
1: Yeah, Yeah, good to know. Yeah. Um, our guest today is someone that I'm actually yeah, super, speaking of Jewish. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we are talking to Batsheva from, um, my unorthodox life. And I am so interested in talking to her just because, um, we'll get into her story, but just kind of the element of growing up in a certain faith in a certain way. And then at a certain point deciding what you want your life to be like. And I feel like in the show, I relate most to her because she's still kind of where I'm at in the show. She's still kind of in the middle of saying, like, I respect my religion. I I respect how I was raised, but I disagree with this aspect of it. And I think I was saying earlier before we started the podcast, like there's so many um, religion is such a personal and very sensitive topic. And people feel very protective and defensive over it, which I think is a great thing, but also I think sometimes we, um, invalidate other people's experiences because it doesn't actually match ours perfectly. Right. And, um, so we're having her on to kind of discuss her experience and like this TV show and kind of like her, um, life and what it's been like since all of a sudden being thrown into this
0: very public. But I think that a lot of people can relate to it because they came from an Orthodox Jewish uh family and her mom broke away from it at the age of i mean the show is just fantastic because at 43 she kind of decides i want to leave my religion start my own life my own career do my own thing and now she's like the ceo of elite models Mm -hmm. and was the ceo of la perla and really she's like truly a modern woman it's amazing but it's funny because i was watching the show and i was like i can relate because i grew up serbian orthodox Mm -hmm. I chose Christianity for myself in my 20s. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot that comes along with that when, you know, it's it was hard conversations with my parents and now I'm dating a Jewish man. And like, you know what I mean? It's just kind of all these things that I think a lot of people can relate to whatever faith and, mm-hmm. and religion they're in.
1: Totally. Like, I don't think it's limited to one. Like, I don't think her story is limited to just her religion. I think yeah. so many people have probably watched it. And really related to it or not. Maybe they watch it and they're like, this is not at all what my experience is is. But I I am very excited to talk to her just because I watch it and I'm like, I I know that confusion of like, do I still like do I still believe this or is it just what I've grown up my whole life believing? So like there is that um kind of middle ground that can be so hard sometimes. And like yeah. her mom was just like i'm making this decision i'm done like kind of just like fully decided she was out of it so um we're going to talk to her in a little bit and um i'm really looking forward to it same
0: in time for Mother's Day, no stress, no fuss, just pure gift-giving bliss. So, whether you're shopping for your mom, your sister, or any special mom in your life, head over to Macy's.com/giftfinder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day.
1: Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross, you'll find huge deals on all of the latest spring trends.
0: That brand name handbag at this price? Of course. Deals on handbags? Yeah, hold my purse. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself.
1: Ross has something for everyone. Plus, each new shopping trip means new finds.
0: If you really love savings, head to Ross today. Believe me, your wallet will thank you. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. Tanya,
1: is there anything better than a clean and fresh smelling home? Honestly, no, there's not. With a powerful, clean, and refreshing scent, Clorox Santiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Hey, I'm Bethany Joy Lenz. I'm Hillary Burton Morgan.
2: And I'm Sophia Bush. And we are doing a virtual event in September in honor of One Tree Hill Day, September 23rd. OTH Day for the OTH fam and this podcast family is going to be benefiting Kind Campaign with this event. They work to end bullying in schools, and we just love them.
1: That's right. The drama queens are so excited to hang out with you guys on our very special day. So all the information is going to go up on
2: loopedlive.com. There is more information coming soon. That's l-o-o-p-e-d (laughs) live.com.
1: right. So like we said earlier, we have a very special guest coming into the Scrubbing In OR. Please welcome Batsheva Hart into Scrubbing In. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm so excited to talk to you. So I started binging um, my unorthodox life a couple of weeks ago, and I really connected with you and your storyline because I grew up in a very, you know, I grew up in the South. So I grew up in a very Christian conservative lifestyle and moved out to California probably like 12 years ago and have kind of been in that place of deciding what I believe for myself and how much I keep from how I grew up and what I believe now as an adult. So I'm really excited to talk to you because I personally connected with you so much on the show.
5: Thank you. I'm so happy to hear that. I feel like a lot of people like regardless of religious background, like you can connect to it. And like everyone has like any religion that you come from that's kind of strict. It's the same, not
0: even strict, because for me, so I grew up uh, Serbian Orthodox. That's just how I was born and raised. My parents were both from Serbia. I went to Serbian Orthodox Church and schooling my whole childhood. And then as an adult, I started going to Christian church and really found myself in that space. And I remember it was like a really difficult kind of year or two with my parents kind of explaining that I get much more from going to Christian church and, and this than I did from from going to Serbian Orthodox Church. And not like I I look down on it mm-hmm. or I, you know, I regret the way I grew up or any any of that kind of stuff. But for me, for as an adult, this is what, and so... I was watching this and I was just like very I think a lot of people have these conflicting feelings and I don't think I appreciated what I did for myself mm-hmm. until I kind of am like seeing it all play and how hard that actually is. And now my parents and I are, you know, it wasn't like it didn't ever cause a rift between us, but it was a a difficult conversation to have. And now I'm dating a Jewish guy <laughs> Oh, yeah.
5: Welcome to the tribe.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like learning all about the Jewish, you know, religion and and traditions. And everybody keeps asking me if I'm going to convert. And, you know, it's like one of those things where I'm like, Oh, I don't know where the road's (laughs) going to take me. But for now, like I, I really, you know, I like my Christian faith. I like Mm -hmm. where I am with it. And he respects that. And he respects that about me. and, And we kind of are doing a hybrid, we celebrate both holidays and traditions. And so it's kind of a beautiful thing. But it's it's very tricky, the family dynamic. Mm -hmm. For sure.
1: Yeah. Do you feel like I mean,
0: going from
1: the lifestyle that you grew up in, and now all of a sudden, everyone's like watching your life and kind of watching you go through this? um, Like very personal. I mean, I would my mine has been very personal for me of like, yeah, deciding like, what I believe and who I am and um and now you're watching it play out on tv and like everyone has an opinion like I was on your tiktok the other day and looking at the comments and I'm like my god God. like (laughs) everyone has an opinion you know it's like was it hard or were you just kind of like you expected it and kind of were prepared or how are you dealing with it
5: um I think it was helpful that it wasn't an immediate response like we filmed last year so mm-hmm. i didn't get that immediate feedback i i didn't really share i didn't share anything about my religious journey on my instagram because i didn't want that feedback i wasn't interested in hearing other people's input on my life and my choices i did do a couple of like tiktok storytelling kind of mm-hmm. things but again like i just don't look at the top at the comments because i know i'm going to see mixed reviews um And I can protect myself that way. But for the show, like we got really deep, really, you know, down to the nitty gritty. Um, And it definitely, I think, helped knowing that like the next day I wasn't going to get an immediate response. Like having that time, it felt like it was so long ago. I'm like, oh, I said that. (laughs) So it's kind of helpful that it's delayed. I want you to kind of
0: give people listening, if they haven't watched the show, a little bit of background of, you know, you got married at 19, you weren't allowed to just a little bit of background on your actual faith and the rules that you kind of lived by, you know, you didn't wear pants for so long um, and kind of your journey in that and where you are now.
5: So, yeah, I grew up um, in an ultra Orthodox Jewish community. So we had super strict modesty rules like cover your collarbone, your elbow, below your knee. Um, and, you know, like education isn't encouraged. You get married super young. I got married at 19 to my husband, who was 19 also. Um, and, you know, you're expected to have kids right away. And then my mom, right after my husband and I got married, decided to leave the faith and um, the show basically follows my life and my family's like now, and kind of talks about where we were and where we came from and where we are now. So it's about all about the journey and about a family who learns how to to come together with differences in their faith. I feel like that's a good yeah. little synopsis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I
4: feel like that was great.
1: Keep the pe- people wanting more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, I do. I found it so interesting how in the part I'm like still binging it right now, but you kind of are going through this. um, I don't even want to say conflict, but kind of disagreeing with your husband and talking about like what you want to do and like decisions you want to make about for yourself and about yourself. And he's from what the show portrays, like he's very supportive of you. Like I think he kind of is fighting what he has been taught his whole life while trying to show you respect and love like how he can has it just gotten like um easier as the time has gone on or what's the dynamic with like you and his
5: family so in terms of like dressing he's gotten to the point where I just get dressed and he's like that's who you're wearing if it's like something little or whatever that I wouldn't have worn before. And I'm like, yep. And he's like, okay. (laughs) So any, anything, he just holds it inside. Um, But I think that's like a level of respecting me and my decisions. It's my body. I should be the only one who's making the choices of what I do and do not wear. Um, In terms of his family, we are still very close with them. They're very similar to my dad. Mm -hmm. They're like, they just want us to be happy and they respect us and we respect them. So I think like, that's how we keep the relationship strong.
0: It's so interesting because so like for me, I, I respect tradition and I think there's something really beautiful about tradition and tradition and faith and, and that, but what, and again, I know this is, you know, your family's story and one's perspective, and I'm not as familiar with the, you know, Jewish Orthodox, that's mm-hmm. the Orthodox strictness. But when, you know, you guys were sharing that you can't wear revealing clothing or pants. I was just like, if someone tried to tell me that I couldn't wear pants or show my show, I, I there, I, 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 I was just getting so fired up. Like I was just, you know what I mean? Like, there's no way I just would never, I can't. But then I also understand that like, if I was raised a different way I don't know. It's it was It was such a mind trip for me watching like I can't even ex- like verbalize how it was making me feel like I think I was feeling like your mom.
5: <laughs> yeah, like I was brought up in that. So like my whole life, I had those restrictions. So it was annoying when I was growing up, and I was in that community. But I was like, all of my friends are doing it all the people I associate myself with my community, everybody I see. Um, but once I, you know, was a little exposed more to the outside world I was like I want to wear pants like this is really annoying pants are amazing love them and comfortable Um, (laughs) so comfortable and also like my whole thing was like a lot of times they were more modest than wearing a little mini skirt or a short dress or something um so like I remember when my mom started not being modest and in the beginning I would get like oh my god what the hell are you wearing embarrassed and whenever she would wear pants I was like oh this is amazing I love when you wear pants because she wears like the itty bitty stuff so (laughs) that was like kind of when I was having a conversation with my husband I'm like pants are modest they they clever at all you know yeah there's no skin showing (laughs) yeah there's no skin showing it really was just how we were raised Mm -hmm. and like how like the people we didn't know anyone who had any like religiousness in them and wore pants. It was like if you wore pants, that means you weren't affiliated at all. Um and if you didn't, that meant you were religious. So it was like I it was such like a a big line in the sand to kind of like hop over that and be like, I'm wearing pants. That's just like yeah.
0: so for me, I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm just you know gonna say it. I don't understand how like uh, you know, I don't really I don't really wear super sexy things. I think if I was if I was kind of rebelling I, and I couldn't wear that for so long, I would wear, you know, like plunging necklines and miniskirts and I would, you know, just because I wanted to my mom. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, like I, I get it. I'm like, I totally get it. I would probably feel the same way. But I don't understand how the way that I dress, how that has to do with my relationship with God. You know what I mean? Like as a Christian, the way I live my life and my relationship with God is so removed from the clothes I wear and stuff. It's the person that I am and the way I treat people. So it's like, so it's, I can't even wrap my head around it. You know what I mean?
5: Yeah. That's how I feel now. I feel like if you're a good person and you respect people and like, that's like, those are like the most important things. And like, I feel like that's what makes you a good person. Not like how much covered up you are, or the length of your skirt, or the length of your sleeve. And these were all things that what I grew up with, that's how people would judge each other. Mm
1: -hmm. I yeah, it's interesting. There's so many extremes in religion. And I think it's if you don't grow up with any sort of religion, I understand why people are um, scared of it in a way, because it's so like, like you said, there's that line in the sand. And it's like, you are either this or you're this, but you can't wear pants and believe the same thing I believe. It's like so backwards right. in my mind because right. I feel like religion and like how we're supposed to treat people is not about that. And I think so often like people I I loved what you said about your his uh your husband's parents about like it's just a level of respect, like being able to say hey, this is what I'm doing with my life. And this is what you're doing with your life. And I respect you, even though it's different. And I think people have kind of lost that compassion and like understanding of each other. Because if it doesn't align, people are so quick to say something if it doesn't align with how they live their life. And it's like, we're all different. Exactly.
5: Yeah. And I think like, that's something you see in the show is, everyone in my family is at different levels Mm -hmm. of belief, but we all respect each other. And like, that's what makes us a close family because we have that respect. And it's like, you live your life how you want to live it and I'll live mine. And as long as we all come together as a family, that's the most important thing.
1: Do you feel like, so (laughs) I've been on a reality show like a long time ago. And I remember like going through the experience and then watching it after it was edited and put together for, you know, an episode and being like, for the most part, like that's what happened, but they didn't really show everything. Do you feel like your experience being in the, um, community where you grew up, do you feel like it's portrayed accurately or do you feel like it's like biased towards your family or biased the other way? Like, how did you feel like once it came out and you saw it all done?
5: I, yeah, I think like the, what I tell people is that, and what my mom shares is she's sharing her personal experience and we're sharing our personal experience. And it's not a blanket statement for everybody in the community that we came from. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she shares that a lot. Like, this is what she went through. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had a different experience growing up. It wasn't as strict as hers. As I was getting older, she was mentally changing her viewpoint on life. Mm-hmm. Um but everything that was shared was what happened to her. Right. So when people write in or like, well, it's not like that. I'm like, well, maybe it's not like that for you, but this was what happened to my mom. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that, you know, I encourage people to to watch the full the full 9 episodes before they make like any any judgments on it.
0: I know. I mean, I was getting heat just from posting a video on my Instagram that I was watching the show. I was getting some, some, some nasty messages, mm-hmm. uh, just from watching it. But you know what? I, I find it so inspiring what your mom did. What was it? 43 when she left the community? No job. Yeah, 42. Yeah. No, no job. Education, five, no how nothing. many kids? Five, four of you, four kids, four, four yeah. kids, 43, no education started her own company. Right. And then was like the CEO of La Perla. Now she's the CEO of elite models. I mean, it's, Pretty incredible what she did, just religion aside, mm-hmm. just as a
5: woman in the the industry.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, no, she's amazing. She works her ass off 24-7 and she has her goals and her dreams and she is going for them. And yeah. Do you great. love your stepdad? Is he your stepdad? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I my mom they got married like two years ago so I I feel like I'm not in the stepdad like category because I don't live at home I feel right. like it's like a different kind of you know relationship but yeah we're he's into photography so it's really nice we can connect in in that way um and we all have like our different things my sister's in technology and we all have our our like you know categories of interest so it was really nice to be able to have that with him
1: yeah, your younger sister is hilarious. And Tanya said she relates more to her because she's a little more like, this is what I'm doing, whether you like
0: it or not. Yeah, I'm, I'm living my life for me, not for anyone else. <laughs> but she is like balls to the wall. And when <laughs> she was making out on the couch with her girl
4: or the girl that she brought over, I was like, yeah.
1: I cannot <laughs> believe this. <laughs>
5: Yeah, yeah, work party. (laughs) I was like, at first, I was like, oh my God, people are going to think I'm so mean. And everyone's like, no, like you're, it's normal. What you're, what you're feeling. She's at a work event with all of her bosses there. Like... Yeah. And, it, and at my mom's apartment so like you can just go to your room
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it wasn't like she was somewhere where she couldn't go find privacy
1: but um oh she God. reminds me a lot of my youngest sister as well where just kind of like I don't know if it's kind of that youngest sister mentality mm-hmm. and like yeah. that age range because how
5: old is she 20 she's 21 and I'm 28 20, so yeah we yeah have like that I definitely have that older sister protectiveness yeah and um, you're kind of a little more
1: like you know, Reserved. looking around, <laughs>
5: making sure everyone's comfortable around you. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: yeah I get she, you're so a Becca, and I, I'm so yeah. Miriam. Miriam, right? Miriam. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. yeah. I love Wait, it. I want to. I do want to talk about just like married life because you got married at 19, mm-hmm. and you guys are obviously still together. Yeah. Um. What is that like? <laughs> And because like, <laughs> think about it. If you got married, I, I'm I, such a different yeah. person now than I was at 19, but I do think there is a way to grow with somebody. You just, it really comes down to communication, like growing together. For mm-hmm. sure.
5: Yeah. I think, well, it's definitely different. Like where we grew up, like you're not on your own, you're supported financially, which a lot of people ask about, because like, how can you be, you know, have to pay your own rent and all these things when you're 19 and like just out of high school. Um, but it's it was definitely challenging like I always felt like some people say like as years go by like it's harder their marriage and I feel like for us it's easier because we've like learned how to communicate and when to give each other space and when not to and just I think like the biggest thing for us was like letting each other know where we were at even Mm -hmm. if we were at different points um but we always had like the same core values. And I think that's what held us together.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, when you just said out of high school, that really put it into perspective of how young that is, like, and how, I mean, I do think though, in life, we're always changing and growing. So like, no matter what age you get married, I think that you're going to change and have to grow together and like have to communicate and understand each other. It's just like, when you think about being so young, it is kind of jarring to think that you haven't even really gotten to experience so many of life's experiences
5: yeah yeah that's why I didn't want babies (laughs) yeah but yeah and so I love that you made that decision for
1: yourself like you you love your husband and y'all are like making it work and like you're happy there but also you knew to draw the line at having kids you're kind of like I'm not
5: ready for that no, and that's what I always say, I'm like, I did the married thing young. So I don't yeah. want to do the kids thing young. <laughs> I want to be able to like enjoy. And I feel like I just like got to the point where I'm like very content and where I am in my life. So I feel like I want to take advantage of this time and like knowing who I am and enjoy that before I bring in a human being. <laughs> I know. But I I, and I'm sure like, <sighs> how, Okay. I I just feel like I I can't just
0: the the dms that I get I can't imagine people probably have an opinion of everything that you've done especially like getting married at 19 are people like how do you because you've only slept with your husband right yeah yeah are people do people have like comments about
5: that like how do you know um I actually like just posted I'm gonna do a YouTube Q&A so I was looking through and like some people were asking about that I I feel like because I don't know anything else, like I, I can't like answer it in a, in a good way. Like this is what I know. So mm-hmm. I feel like it's, it's cool to be able to like be with that one person and, and yeah. feel like that connectiveness to them and like grow together. When yeah. you're
0: in love, it's like the sex can't be bad when you're in love with somebody. Mm-hmm. Like it just
5: can't. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God for chemistry. <laughs> yeah, right?
1: I, I do. And it's always interesting because like people, when they do something different from someone else, they have an opinion of like, you can't possibly be happy with that. And it's like, just because you haven't been able to find happiness with yourself yeah. doesn't mean that someone else hasn't been able to find happiness with one yeah, person. 100- like, that's a beautiful thing that a lot of people don't get, you know, like a lot of people don't have, can't say that. And I think, um, I just am like a big fan of you and think that what your family has done is very brave, especially from, from my perspective, because I know how opinionated people are. And when it comes to religion and culture, it's such a sensitive personal topic. And I think you're probably, um, helping a lot of people feel like themselves, so.
5: Yeah, and and I feel like a lot of the messages I got were, like, we haven't, you either see, like, ultra-religious people or unaffiliated people on TV, and you never kind of see anybody who's, like, mixing it in mm-hmm. a little bit, Um, so I feel like we're in a good place in order to share that part, and, like, when Ben and I were talking about doing the show and, like, sharing all this religious stuff, we're, like, we're bringing that, that perspective to the table, because like you have my mom and my sister who aren't affiliated. I mean, not, not affiliated. They, you know, believe in God in their own way. And then you have my brother who's like much more religious and Ben and I are kind of like finding ourselves in the religion, but we still respect it a lot. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's something that isn't portrayed as much on TV.
0: No, for sure. And I think Becca hit the nail on the head when She said, I think a lot of people can find a lot of um, like solidarity with you or like with not necessarily just you, but like each person, particularly in your family, because you're all on your own journey. And these are very sensitive topics that a lot of people are scared to talk about. Um, But I'm sure a lot of people that watch it can connect and be like, dang, like this is how I've felt and this is how I feel and feel less alone. So I do. I give you a lot of props because it was like I... I can't remember which one, but I think it was like when your mom was writing the book and she talked about um, your guys's first sexual experience. And I'm like, all that is very it's very personal, Mm -hmm. you know, and like it's but I think a lot of people can really relate to it.
5: So. Yeah, that was kind of. Thank you. Yeah, that was kind of like our thought process on what we're sharing. We're like, is sharing this going to help people like are people going to be able to learn or be inspired by this experience and like if not like the thing I asked my mom to take out of the book I'm like nobody's learning from this these are personal (laughs) details that nobody needs to know um but the actual like uncomfortableness or us not knowing what to do I'm like people can relate to that like Mm that that was like an experience that even though it's like very private to share we felt like we could help people by sharing it
1: I think a lot of times when we're scared of. Something, it's normally something that could really help someone. And I think it's being able to say, like, even if this does not feel safe for me, like, if, if, even though it's scary to share, like, it could be so beneficial for other people. So I really applaud you. It's not easy. And it's not easy doing it. It's not easy doing it in general. It's really not easy to do it, do it in such a public way. So, um, I, I'm, Just grateful that your family was, you know, willing to be open because y'all could have just y'all could have just done it and been like, yeah, we kind of brushed over the challenges of it to make this reality show. And you've kind of gone into the complications, like you said, of everyone kind of being in a different place. So it's yeah.
0: And I also really (laughs) enjoyed your marriage kind of scuttles because I think a lot of people have those and not necessarily specifically what you guys were dealing with but you know he wants to have babies now and you wanted to wait so you compromise and you checked your fertility both of you checked your fertility and like I thought that was so beautiful you know it's like you see conflict resolution Mm -hmm. and same with you wearing pants like it was a conflict but he said just give me some time and you gave him some time and like I don't know I just think it's a beautiful thing to see people in a marriage show that they disagree and they have different opinions about things, but you can compromise and come to an agreement because I think a lot of the time, you know, especially on social media, you just see people posting yeah. like photos making out and you don't, nobody shares the the tough parts, mm-hmm. but relationships require work, you know? So For I sure, yeah. really applaud you and your husband, Ben, because yeah. I think, you know, he could, I think a lot of people could say, you know, that he could come off looking, you know, like, Oh, I don't want my wife to wear pants. But I could tell, you know, even me, like I'm somebody that's like, no one's going to tell me what to wear. But I could even see internally, like his, he loves you so much. And he grew up a certain way. And so he's trying, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I could see his that battle internally with him. So I just want to applaud you guys. I thought it was just really well done.
5: Thank you. Yeah, they were all Yeah, like real conversations that we've had. Like people are like, Oh, is it scripted? So they tell you what to say. And I'm like, No, like, these are all like, I think what the show felt real because we were having real conversations that we actually have and they mm-hmm. weren't like made up drama. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay, so part of our show every week we do we get emails from our listeners, they write in and then we kind of um offer our advice. Which, oh yeah,
0: wait, before we get into that, can you just um, tell us like is there a season 2 coming?
5: I cannot say yet, but it hopefully. has to though, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I would hope so if Netflix is listening, so <laughs> can not you please? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's no way.
1: I think, yeah, I think it's...
5: But, uh, so, because I, I haven't finished
0: the series, but what can you tell us as far as, like, where everything stands right now? You're wearing Let's pants. This,
5: oh, 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 <gasps> where I am? Oh, yeah, yeah so I'm wearing pants. I'm wearing... I'm wearing a sleeveless. This is something new this year. Very exciting. Um, so I feel like now I've, I've come to like, I wear whatever I want now. There There's many like more hurdles. Because when I was looking back, I remember when we were filming and I like came in with that like open, mm-hmm. like it was literally, I think just like a little bit of my shoulder was exposed. And I'm like, Oh, no, he's not gonna like this. I remember the producer being like, "Uh, nobody's gonna understand that this is a big deal for you. And I'm like, well, it is a big deal. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so like, I've really come a long way, because it's also a different change for me. Mm -hmm. Um, But besides for that, still doing content creation, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, check me out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're so cute. I know. You're
5: so cute. I love your style. thank you
1: um okay so we have an email from abigail and then mark our one of our producers he normally reads our emails and then we'll just kind of help you know we just give our advice on give our opinion whatever (laughs) love it
3: all right abigail says Here's a little backstory. I grew up in a strict religious Christian environment. My parents got married at 18. I was taught that our purpose on earth as women was to find a man to provide for you and have lots of babies together. Education beyond high school was not encouraged for women. I followed my parents example, got married young and had children right away. I had no aspirations beyond being the best wife and mother I could be. Fast forward to age 23. My abusive husband left me. I was completely lost. I had little work experience and no college education, but had to find a way to provide for my two kids. I'm now 28 years old, and I've been slowly going to college over the past five years, and I'm supposed to graduate with my bachelor's degree in December. However, now I'm questioning if I should return to school to become a nurse. Becoming a labor and delivery nurse has always been on my dream list, but I still don't think I'm as passionate about it as some are. Should I pursue nursing school? Should I pursue something even if I'm not 100% sure?
5: Ooh. Wow. Well, she sounds like a warrior. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry that you went through that. I
1: know. I... I'm also sorry that that's a lot for someone to go through at age twenty
5: three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And get married at eighteen. I relate to the whole beginning part of it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I know. I was going to say it almost sounded just like it your story at the beginning. Similar. Yeah. Um. You know, I would say committing to something. I I've never been to. I didn't finish college. I went for one year. Um. But the the commitment alone to uh, school, going back to school, I think is a very big commitment, and I think wanting, needing to be very passionate about what you want to do is a very big part of that because I, it's a lot of money and time and energy. So I personally would say, don't like look into it, continue to research it, find what you love about it, and see if it's something that really you think would fuel you because it's a big commitment if you're not.
0: Yeah. But I think, I think kind of, I think what she's not, is it anonymous or was Abigail? Abigail. Abigail. I think what Abigail has learned is a lesson that I think everybody can learn from. And that's always to be able to rely on yourself. Never have, never let somebody like you're having a job being able to live on your own is so important even Mm -hmm. in a relationship marriage etc and I think that you know a nursing profession is a beautiful profession Mm -hmm. and I think it's never going anywhere like we're always going to need nurses there's hospitals everywhere you Mm -hmm. can work there's doctor's offices all over so I feel like if you were to move you could still be and I don't I obviously did not go to nursing school so I don't know the technicalities but I feel like if you were ever wanting to move to a different state this is something that you this is a career that you can have for the rest of your life and I think it's a wonderful investment and if it's something that you're really passionate about I think it's a win-win and something that you can rely on for the rest of your life, for a stable career?
5: Yeah, I feel, I'm I'm still a student here. I have five more classes until I graduate with my bachelor's degree. I'm 28 also. Um, and I feel like for me, it's like having the goal because education wasn't pushed where I came mm-hmm. from. So I feel like, even though I don't need the degree for what I'm doing right now, I still want it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've also done so many different careers in my 28 years. So I'm very pro, like being open to new things and not feeling like you're tied down to something just because you went to school for it, or this is what you mm-hmm. always thought you wanted to do. So I feel like be open to the possibilities and look into it and, and don't be afraid to like change your mind.
1: Yeah, I th- I also think, um, judging from what she said, and I guess you can also relate to this is that, you are almost she it makes it seem like was basically told not to dream not to have passions to pursue on her own so it's I would imagine it's hard to even know what that looks like for you like what is something that you're passionate that you want to go after feel like when you've been told that that's not your role and that your only role is to be a mom and a wife it's like how do you know how to dream or pursue something when you've been discouraged from doing that. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's hard. I agree though. I think what's your famous quote? Be a, be open, open to, the pos- to the possibility, not
0: attached to the outcome.
1: Yeah. So mm, I think I if that. you've always thought that being a labor and delivery nurse is something that would really fulfill you and give you purpose, then I say, go for it. And if you're in the middle of it and you're like, I know for sure this is not something I want to do anymore. That's okay. Yeah. We yeah. change. We change, exactly. we grow.
5: Yeah, I remember. I went to uh, culinary school, cosmetology school. I worked in the salon. I did accessories design, um, and now I'm doing like direct and interactive marketing. So I've done a bunch of things. Um, and I remember at one point, someone's like, "Oh, what are you doing now?" And I'm like, "I'm." Um, Finding my happiness. What are you doing? You know, I think it's, it's easy for people to judge and like to feel like you can't change your mind because of what people are going to say or that you can't stick to one career. But you're young. 28 is so young. Like be open to trying what your dreams are. Like don't let anyone shut that down. I
3: I, I just think there's no question in my mind that Abigail should 100% go be a labor and delivery nurse. I don't think there's any looking into it. I think you've got to do this because you sat down and wrote this email to us. So this is weighing on you. The reason you're not passionate about it is because what Becca just said, you were raised to not be passionate about things. Mm -hmm. This is your dream. And 20 years from now, imagine Abigail in 2041. Will she ever regret going to school to become a labor and delivery nurse? Never. But you will absolutely regret not doing that. Mm -hmm. So I say there's no question.
1: Yeah. There you go. And yeah. life is we, and you know, I was thinking about this this past week, the people who are so quick to judge people's decisions and how they live their lives are the people who are most likely not happy with their, their life. life. They it's have It's So it. true.
4: No, it's so true.
1: It's so easy to uh, say like, you, sh- you, why are you changing that? Why are you doing something different? Why don't you just be still? Because they're still, you know, like they're not moving forward. They're not growing. So I think it's really important to remember where a lot of that criticism and negativity comes from is from people who are doing less
0: than you. Or so, are unhappy themselves. Yeah, or unhappy mm-hmm. themselves.
1: So, Abigail, I say go for it. Yeah, so true.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Haters going to hate. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you so much for scrubbing in today and I
0: know this was such a treat you're like so like literally you're so cute so when I started watching <laughs> oh, the show I was like this girl you. is so cute and then I went to your Instagram and I was just like oh I know just thank love you
5: it guys I feel really special to be on and to be able to give advice oh my like, god it's a big job <laughs> yeah. I know if you're
0: ever in LA you don't you live in New York right yeah if you're ever in LA but hit us up we love to get I drinks will. yeah yeah <laughs> I would love that. That would be amazing.
1: I know. Yes, um, will you let everyone know where they can follow you and keep up with you and watch
5: you? Yeah, so you can follow me on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, all butch of a heart same name across all platforms. Makes it so easy
1: and mm. you can watch mm. My Unorthodox Life on Netflix. Netflix. Every episode is
0: available so you can binge and Yeah, I might hit you up on the side just for some like, you know, Definitely. Tips and tricks Jewish, you know, <laughs> Jewish tips and tricks. Yes.
5: Anything you need, let me know. My Happy first our very first, I think it was uh oh, the
0: holiday, was it Passover? Passover. No, where you have like Maybe the in the, bo- spring? the boiled
5: egg and the like Yeah. Mm-hmm. On the plate, what's the plate called that you yeah, put Yeah, Kaara. Is it? What's I it called? Right. Yeah, a Kaara. It's like a, it's this big plate, and you have like the egg and the lettuce. Yes. And yeah, yeah, yeah. The bone. Yeah, the bone. Okay, so
0: <laughs> yeah. it was our first. So it was my first Passover with my boyfriend, and um, and it was right after lockdown, so I wasn't even going to the grocery store at this time, and I'm reading my newest Jewish encyclopedia of like what I need on this mm-hmm. plate for him, and it's like. <laughs> chicken bone I had one of my neighbors give me some like I I don't really eat chicken so she gave me like this old chewed chicken bone I put on there (laughs) and there was like some sort of jam so I squeezed I I mean the things I used for this plate the first year of us dating was so funny but he was so appreciative because I like put the effort in yeah that is really nice of you (laughs) yeah and then he did an easter egg hunt around my place but he's never celebrated easter so he like wrote clues um, like pieces of paper with clues of like where to look for the Easter eggs, and I was like, "That's not how it works." But it was so cute because he's never done one before.
5: Oh my god, that sounds like so much fun! You got or do you do like a Hanukkah bush or anything like that? Yeah, we celebrated Hanukkah. Um, we celebrated Hanukkah
0: and Christmas, so we did and like Christmas. the eight days, and he's decorated my Christmas tree with me, and then
5: um, I lit
0: the I lit the um, menorah. Menorah, yes, I got a menorah, so. Here we are.
1: Beautiful. <laughs> mm-hmm. Love it. Um, Thank you so much for being here. And seriously, if you're in LA,
5: like let us. Yeah, know. I, I'm going to take you guys up on that offer. Okay, for sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. So nice meeting nice you. Nice to meet you. Thank you. Nice to meet you. Have a good night. <laughs> Bye, you, you too. too. Bye. <laughs>
1: With a powerful clean and refreshing scent, Clorox Santiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you. It took me a while to figure out my mom is more than the mom stuff she did for me. The laundry, cooking, and driving. She's got a whole life outside of motherhood.
0: My mom moved to the United States of America, did not know English, learned English, rode her bike to Long Beach State to get her degree so that she could, I mean, she is literally like my Whoa. hero, my hero. Yeah.
1: Shiro for my sure hero. That's
0: amazing. Well, this
1: Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She deserves the best. That's why I'm sending my mom farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets.
0: And we got you twenty five percent off your entire Books purchase so that you can send some too. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't
1: miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your books now. And with 25% off, you can send some
0: to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code SCRUBBING for 25% off. That's dot S.com, promo code scrubbing. SCRUBBING.
1: Books.com, promo code
0: scrubbing. SCRUBBING.
4: Hey, Sucky Daters. This is
3: Dean. And this is Jared. And this week we have Kaylin and Ashley come on our podcast and tell us what they absolutely hate most about us. Be sure to listen to our podcast Help by Suck at
4: Dating right now on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts and everywhere you listen to podcasts.
1: I I think she's just such a I obviously am very sensitive to my personal journey and like religion and I I know what's really important to me and what I value, but sometimes it's hard. Like people have such a strong opinion on it. And for sure. I posted today um, that Casey Musgrave song, follow Uh your arrow. And it's such a great example of what it's like to be alive. Like no matter what you do, there's someone who's going to have an opinion on think that you're wrong or not doing it the right way. And she says like, you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't. And it's just the truest statement of
0: life. It's because... so true. But you know, what's so funny is like, I don't care. I know. Like, I'm people working People hit on me that, up but... and they're like, how can you like, like the Zodiac? And <laughs> it's like, so not, you know, like
5: the Christian Are they
0: Yeah, they're all surfers in my DMs. And I'm like, I love the Zodiac. I think it's fun. I relate to my sign and I think it's fun. I love Jesus and my relationship with God is not, contingent on my horoscope reading like i i I don't know i mean that's a small example of just kind of what the surfer bros and the dms yeah Yeah. but yeah everybody has an opinion about something and it's just like whatever you write your my therapist told me something that i found really interesting she's just like you write your own story nothing's Mm -hmm. right and nothing's wrong it's your life yeah
1: i'm really working on that it's very hard for me yeah. I really like kind of, I was talking to Tanya. I was like, you're so good at just being like, so what? <laughs> and I'm like, so what? People don't like me and people don't agree with me. And it's like, why do I, I always think like, why do I get so caught up in what, someone who literally doesn't like, they know me to an extent from the podcast and from social media and I guess watching the bachelor, but like, They don't know me. They don't, they haven't cultivated a relationship with me. So why do I hold their opinion to such a high place in my mind? Yeah. I don't know. But my aunt said, my aunt did say, she goes, that's kind of part of your compassion and empathy towards people because you know how it feels like, you know what it feels like to be hurt. So it gives you, maybe it's part of your, how you treat other people. And I'm like, well i'm freaking tired of it
0: <laughs> i think it's different like obviously when i was going through all this stuff with you know religion and choosing christianity i think those were tough conversations to have with my parents because mm-hmm. i felt like there was a part of me i felt like i was letting them down and that Whoa, was hard. Yeah. i mean that but that's what i'm saying like people that are in your life yes. disappointing
1: those people yes. is not the same Correct. That's different. so that's
0: hard for me and yeah. that is a process and it gets me down and i have to work through and i have to you know But for people that don't know me and they're just like smacking their, "Uh, I'm like, bye. What are they (laughs) smacking? Don't need it. Well, it's also this
3: desire that you have to make everyone happy and that's impossible. There's no chance that when you get to a certain level that everyone's going to love you everything you do.
1: But why do I think that, like, it almost makes me feel like I'm this, like, narcissistic person that I think that I have the ability
0: to make everyone happy. It's not narcissistic. I think it's the opposite. I think you just want everybody to like you. And I I think everybody does. But,
1: well, that's, my therapist also said, she said, people who say that they don't care what people think of them are lying. Yeah. She was like, but some people are able to just kind of, like, let it roll off their back. She was like, you really take it to heart. Yeah. Like,
0: I, I'm. I want I, everybody to like me. I don't want people not to like me, yeah, but you're fine if they don't. like you've accepted like yeah if they because don't, I do think then they don't think it's also such a it's such a for me, thank god the 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 people that send love and encouragement is like ninety percent, and the negative is like ten, so it's easier to kind of let it roll off. You know, if it yeah. was a lot more the other way, I think I'd be in a downward I think, spiral. I don't really feel like
1: I get the same amount of like love in my DMs that you get. So I think when I see the bad ones, I'm kind of like those really stand out cuz I'm like they they like leap off the screen. But there's you know, there's an option. It's sad because there is an option to where you can turn your DMs off and like people can't yeah, DM yeah. you. But then it's like I lose the connection with the people that oh, no, I, I, I want love to the DMs. Talk to. Oh, I love I That's reading am saying that. Yours are I bet a lot nicer than mine. But <laughs> I just I feel like it's their social media does have that you the connecting with other people is really beautiful. And also yeah. it opens you up to so much like negativity about yourself that you're like, am I that way? You know, it's kind of a double. I was saying the other day, it's a double edged sword.
0: Yeah. But I do think it's it's really I think you're going to get to that point, And it's going to be really empowering for you because I think that, you know, religion can be very um what's the word polarizing or very mm-hmm. you know yeah, like totally you do this and or you do that and you're wrong and I don't yeah. I don't I don't believe that and yeah. I'm a Christian and you know everyone has their
1: own path I think it's I would like for everyone listening this to this to remember that and yeah and you know use your words in a way that are giving life as opposed to the opposite yeah I have to yes. tell you
0: something, though. Okay, what? You still can't taste or smell. No, what? Your breath smells so bad. Oh, my God. This whole time, I've been like... <laughs> <gasps> they rude. No, not rude. Not rude.
3: That makes sense. I wouldn't have thought of that being a side effect. But, yeah, you can sense it when you you stink. But yeah. if you don't have those Well, I just abilities... like had
1: gum in my mouth, but I can't chew gum on the podcast. Yeah,
0: okay. I'm just making sure that you know just for future...
1: Well, I haven't really seen anyone. Right,
0: that's fine. You drink that water up. We're nice and we're nice. And...
1: I never tell her when her breath stinks. What is my
4: breath stinks? Almost every time I see you, you—that's gross. I don't well, have like halitosis. Well, I don't know what you have, but like, I don't like kissing you every
0: time you see me. That's it's a not lot. like horrible. It's just like um, like stale. That's gross. And You don't ever tell me.
4: Well, you should be able to sense it. I don't have taste or smell, so I can't sense it.
0: That is so, you are that person. I, it's actually so funny. So well, we were at dinner last night. Was it was at Brad's birthday dinner, and I had this, like, gnarly green thing in my tooth. And Brad was like, oh, my gosh, you need to get that out. And I was like, you know what? I had this gnarly flaxseed in my tooth for an entire interview one day, and Becca didn't even tell me. I didn't? No, I went on Instagram, posted a video and saw it in my Instagram. And I was like, I was just with Becca for three hours. And she didn't tell me I had this giant chia seed in my tooth. I'm putting
1: gum in. My worst fear is having like any sort of odor to me. So I'm like, this is triggering.
3: My worst fear is one of you guys chewing gum throughout a podcast. Well, so. I'm just the
0: podcast it. Is over. Thank God. <laughs> That's why I waited till the end to tell her. Cause I knew she was going to be oh,
4: in the podcast.
0: Well, no, I'm, we're still doing the podcast. I'm just saying I waited till the end to tell you.
3: Becca was coming over here today going, oh, I got to go see Tanya. Thank God I can't smell today.
0: I know. It's I'm not offended. So I'm texting Red Star and asking if my breath smells every day. This is
1: It's not. It's not. Like you said, mine's like really bad. But that's just because like I have no awareness. Yours is not bad. It's just stale. It's not always the freshest. But what... I'm sure mine
0: has not smelled good before. But yeah, I don't brush my teeth like four times a day, so it's not minty fresh. That's okay, what
1: I'm
3: so let's let's just put some mints and a little bowl right between those two microphones. No, you you know guys we need to stick need... a mint before we track every week. We
1: need that um those Listerine strips.
3: Fine. That they good. put on
0: they give you on The Bachelor. Oh, he's typing.
3: Wow, attentive boyfriend.
0: He's very attentive. And if yeah. he like if I FaceTime him in the middle of the day and he's in a meeting, or he'll just like hit me back i be like, in a meeting, send kiss. He said, LOL, what? That means no, what'd you, right? Uh, what'd you ask? I said, does my breath smell every day? And he <laughs> said, what?
4: That <laughs> doesn't mean no.
0: <laughs> he said, LOL, what? question yeah, mark. He's
3: buying time. He's got to come up with yeah. an
4: answer.
1: He's like, how do I do this respectfully?
0: <laughs> does my breath smell bad? A lot of the time. <laughs> he's probably so confused.
1: <laughs> does my breath smell right now?
0: No, nice and fresh. Oh, great. Okay. Sorry, I would have put
1: gum in before. I just, I can put it on the top of my... um...
0: He says no sometime.
4: Wow.
1: Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm going to have to tell 95P. (laughs) Why do you ask?
0: (laughs) Why doesn't he tell me that my breath smells? Do I have halitosis? It's not I swear it's not every time I see I dated you. a guy that had halitosis. It's not and so halitosis. I'm, I'm very like, I'm triggered by all of this right now. It's not halitosis. Sometimes.
3: <laughs> I appreciate his honesty. A good
0: yeah, man. I'm a little shocked he went there. Yeah, the answer is no. Your breath smells like roses and daisies, angel. <sighs>
1: 95p is... Like rarely do like I feel like I'm always really cautious of it, but we are respectful towards each other. I am too. Like the minute I
0: have really bad breath in the morning when I wake up in the morning, (laughs) like what? I have really bad breath in the morning, like very very bad. And so when I wake up, oh, he's facetiming me. (laughs) Hang on, I have really bad breath in the morning. So I wake up and I go and I brush.
1: Okay, this is what happened.
0: Hold on, we're still recording the podcast. Can you? Can I put you on? yeah my bad breath. does it smell bad a lot no of the time? hold on let me let
1: me intro why we're talking about this okay. so red star um i can't taste or smell from covid and so tanya just looks at me and goes i just have to tell you, your breath smells so bad i know you can't taste or smell and i'm like well i'm sorry like i can't you know like i rarely ever i always have gum so like it, it's never bad but mark would like scream at me if i chewed gum So I was like, I never say that to you, like, when your breath smells. And she goes, well, when does my breath smell? And I'm like, well, you know, like, most of the time when I see you, because you've been talking. Most of the time. Well, Well, that's. breath smells
3: most of the time. Your breath smells occasionally just like anybody.
1: No. Okay. I was trying to say, because she's been, she talks all day, and it sometimes just smells a little stale. I wasn't saying she has, like, halitosis or
0: anything. Do you think I have halitosis?
3: She's not saying you have halitosis, but I know she means sometimes. Yeah, it does, but it's like, but it's normal. I think I don't think it's unusual. Is my point? That's why I'm laughing so much.
0: Does his breath ever smell? No, your breath never smells, unless except for.
3: Of course, my breath smells sometimes.
0: No, just in the morning.
3: Well, morning doesn't
0: count. Yeah, morning does not count. Okay, you know, I'm done with both of you. We need to finish the podcast. (laughs) Okay, this went from Becca having.
3: So it's it, it, when i when you say it is your breath smell occasionally it smells
1: stale like she's saying not like that no she's not she was basically like, your breath smells so bad i'm like i'm so sorry like i'm aware normally but i can't taste or smell anything so i just put in gum whenever i can because i can't i don't know and she goes and i'm like i can't chew gum on the podcast so then she triggered me and so i just was trying to say like that was kind of rude. I never say that to you. And she's like, well, when does my breath smell? I'm like, well, sometimes it just smells stale.
3: Yeah, no, that's not not true, but it's not. Really fun.
0: <laughs> okay, we're done here. This really took a turn. This really took a turn. I love you. I'll call you later. Bye. Bye. This really took a turn. You know, I was ready to wrap up the podcast. Just tell you your breath smells. So in case you're going somewhere after you would pop in. I'm not breath going min. anywhere. And now it turned into I'm now going to be obsessively uh, obsessed with brushing my teeth all i the think time. we get listerine and my boyfriend strips. says my breath is smells stale
1: but he said it's normal he wasn't acting like he was concerned about it
3: i like that stale is the unanimous yeah. choice of adjective.
1: <laughs> like he like fully agreed with like oh yeah, yeah, yeah i've smelled that before wow all right well good to know so i will not be not using mints or gum when i go anywhere i'm mean, talk luckily i haven't really talked to anyone yeah or seen anyone in person so I, i'm like questioning well, stories <laughs> that
0: i'm a good friend and i tell her when her breath smells and i don't get the courtesy back
1: i'll be i can do that to you i just yeah do you want me to just I, i'll we'll keep the strips here and i'll just yeah subtly hand it to you i'm gonna keep some altoids in my pocket that's the yeah <laughs> All right. What an unexpected turn to the end of the podcast. Yeah.
0: Anybody that hang, uh, hung, hangs on till the end, this was a real treat. <laughs> yeah. I always love getting like reading the DMs from scrubbers that really listen to like every minute of the podcast because I can tell because they'll reference something that we say right at the very end. And I'm like, wow, they really made it all the way through.
1: Also, if you're listening and you have the lack of taste or smell, your breath probably stinks. So yeah, PSA psa for everybody spoiler alert it's a weird thing um well thanks for listening everybody i hope that you all have a great week and we will see you next monday we won't see you but we'll be here
0: yep love you bye bye